0: Welcome to Slow the Fuck Down Show. Time to take a break from your fast paced life. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall.
1: And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode, we choose a theme and explore different stories, skills, and songs to help slow you down and lift you up throughout the pandemic and beyond.
0: On today's episode, Slow the Fuck Down with Slowing the Fuck Down. Get cozy,
1: grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. By the end of the episode, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. So it's just about the one-year anniversary of the Slow the Fuck Down show, and you've gotten a taste of the silver lining of slowing down. But maybe you're realizing that your life is still too fast-paced. There is always something that can keep you from slowing down and looking inside. So for those of you who still need some help recovering from a lifestyle of speed, we dedicate today's show to you.
0: Many people function with a numbed sense of themselves. Maybe your world is on autopilot and there's this deadness inside that becomes your normal. That feeling of being empty and dead inside drives your need for more, doing more, more buying, more action. And there's a voice inside that warns you to slow down, take a break, but you soldier on and you just keep going. And it can feel empty and frightening without the constant stimulus and distraction of the nonstop work and moving fast. I know at my last job, I remember feeling like I was doing a million things, but none of them actually felt fulfilling. So I just kept doing more in hope that that would make it better, but it never did.
1: I remember in my previous life before I let myself slow down that I would come home from work and my partner would want to spend time with me and I'd be like, I can't, I just have a million things to do. And this was after a full day of work and without kids. And I know I come from a lineage of women who go, 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 do, do, do. My mom is 80 years old and her emails tell me about how productive she's been, right? Because there's such this pride in being busy and this stress bragging that goes on. I mean, I am proud of her for being productive at 80. That's awesome. But there's also
0: this connection with overdoing it being good i remember the question so what would you do today being as common for me as how are you it was literally that was a dialogue back and forth between me and my friends and me and my family and it's just like um Okay, well, uh, I got up, I exercised, ate breakfast, and I remember feeling guilt or shame if my answer didn't contain something to do for every hour of the day, like it had to be accounted for.
1: Well, we sure have come a long way on our journey of slowing down, and that's why we have a podcast to help people with it. My grandmother was always super busy, she was just going and doing all of the time. Now, she had a very traumatizing childhood her sister was her best friend and died in a bonfire in front of her her mother died after childbirth of the fifth kid and her father which used to be like the life of the party warm gracious guy was in such despair and mourning after his wife died that he stopped speaking and didn't speak for two years and my grandmother was left to raise the children and she was 13.
0: wow
1: And she just wanted to go to college, which was completely unheard of. They were like a farm family, but that was her goal. And she didn't want to get married and have kids, but that's what she ended up doing. So she lived in a nervous, anxious, constantly doing state because I think if she slowed down then she'd have to feel all of her trauma and angst so she kept going fast to avoid all of those feelings that she didn't want to feel and of course you know she didn't get professional therapeutic help and again not that there's anything wrong with doing and achieving you know I was proud of her that she was in her 80s and was going so strong but on the other hand she just never let herself slow down and enjoy i remember calling her one day and asking her what was up and she was like oh nothing really i mean i just cleaned out all the kitchen cabinets and then i swept the roof <laughs> i was like grandma i'm coming to visit next week i'll sweep the roof and then i'm like who the fuck sweeps a roof
0: <laughs> i just have this image of your grandma on the roof sweeping like like imagine being a neighbor and waking up and just looking out your window and be like, oh, there's so-and-so sweeping <laughs> the roof again. Like, thank goodness. What?
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know of anyone that actually sleeps the And we're not just talking about cleaning out the gutters. She was sweeping her roof. Again, on one hand, so awesome. And on the other hand, I don't want my 87-year-old grandmother climbing a ladder to sweep her roof. <laughs> Going too fast and doing too much can be very dangerous. <laughs> And people are just so caught up with everything they need to do with work, with their kids, groceries, laundries, bills, taxes. They just keep pushing themselves, pushing themselves. And then you ignore what's really important. You ignore your body's needs. You ignore your emotions and you get disconnected from your own self and from what's going on inside of you.
0: And I have yet to meet a person who hasn't felt this way. So much of this is just ingrained part of growing up in this society the go 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 society that like everything that we just said i think everyone can relate to
1: yeah and i think you know starting with millennials was the start of the helicopter parenting right and their schedules it's like everything is on warp speed you know (laughs) like they're just doing everything as fast as they can and they talk like this like they barely take a breath And that's the way that your nervous system gets dysregulated. And then it keeps you in that hyperdrive and that state of creating a lot of adrenaline. And then, of course, you get addicted to the adrenaline and then you need the adrenaline. So then you have to keep producing that high-paced speed. And since 90% of doctor visits are due to stress-related symptoms, there is proof all over the place of how terrible that is for your health and what a toll it takes.
0: I'm glad you bring up. The peace around your grandma and if she had slowed down she might have had to feel all of those feelings that exist kind of right underneath the surface that because she went so fast and was go 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 she never really had to slow down and address and i can relate so much to that sensation and that fear because i know i kept myself so busy i was literally the busiest person that i knew for most of my life i i jam-packed my schedule to the nth degree And if I'm being really honest about that, it's because some part of me knew and was terrified that if I actually slowed down, that I'd have to be with the things that I was just bypassing with my super, super busy schedule. And so, you know, we have this show on, slowing the F down and slowing the F down has incredible benefits and is a key element of healing. And there's a normal fear that's there that I just want to normalize.
1: Yeah, I think that people really want to slow down and they know they need to slow down but they don't know how, and society does not support being slow, right? We're in a patriarchal society, which is a masculine energy society, and masculine energy is all about doing an achievement. Again, nothing wrong with doing an achievement. Please listen to our Understanding Masculine and Feminine Energy episodes. But when your only value is on doing an achievement, that sets you up. For burnout, right? It, it sets you up to live a very one sided life that ignores the messages from your body, the messages from your own wisdom, the messages from your psyche, the messages from your needs. All of those feminine energy, inner world attributes get devalued in our fast-paced patriarchal society. So I know in my personal journey, the more I befriended, accepted, celebrated my feminine energy, the slower and slower I allowed myself to be. I always felt so guilty for wanting to go slow that I never let myself go slow. I was embarrassed because it always took me longer to do things than it took other people. I think part of why it took me longer is because I was trying to force myself to go too fast. And of course, everyone knows when you do that, you make more mistakes (laughs) and you have more of a propensity to screw things up. We go really slow making this podcast, Casey, and I think we do a damn fine job. We sure do. I wanna echo your guilty feelings and shameful feelings around slowing down because I think like me and like most people, that's really common to feel guilty to slow down because it's just not valued in society and to not know how to do it. Please listen to every single episode. <laughs> Over the last year, we have 22 episodes you can listen to full of slow down skills that will give you that ability to slow the fuck down.
0: One of the best things that has come from me learning how to slow down is that the quality of my presence that I have now is light years better than it was then. So yes, I was accomplishing a lot. Yes, my resume blew others out of the water. But my ability to be present during those times was not there because I was going so fast that my thoughts were either what's in the future or what could I have done better in the past. And now after learning how to slow down in a healthy way, I can be anywhere doing anything and find a way to bring my presence and joy and satisfaction to exactly what's going on in that moment. Yesterday, I had a cup of tea on my porch. It was Earl Grey with whole milk. We used our frother, it's amazing. (laughs) And the amount of satisfaction that I felt just being able to be present with that, how it smelled, how the cup felt, the beauty of my backyard. Nothing else had to be going on, but because I could be so present in that moment and I could slow down and bring myself there, It was an extremely satisfying part of my day and I didn't feel like there was a lack or like something was missing from that.
1: And that sense that something is missing drives people to go faster, do more, and acquire more. And there's actually this amazing 40-year Japanese study that concludes the most important thing to a successful 40-year-old person's life was Present parents, not wealthy parents, not hardworking parents, like present parents. So the power of presence for your own life, for your child's life, has been measured (laughs) in this study. (laughs) That it is a number one factor for happiness. And something also that you just made me think of was that feeling of deep satisfaction, I think, coincides with a feeling of just acceptance and gratitude for what is in the moment, which is the total opposite of what going too fast gets people feeling, which is when you've got just too much on your plate, too much to get done, you're in this constant state of feeling like you're failing and feeling unsatisfied. You get stuck in a cycle of feeling bad about yourself because you have these continuously unrealistic expectations that pile up because you can never get it all done. And people unrealistically think they should get as much done in a day as is on their list People rarely do, so that's also proof that everyone's just putting way too fucking much on their list, and it keeps you locked in this cycle of self-shame, self-hatred, and self-abuse.
0: Yeah, when I hear you talk about that cycle, I'm reminded of my past job and we started out with an eight hour day and we started out having enough space in our schedule to serve the clients that we were allotted and it was working great. Everybody was really happy and then we had a meeting one day and they were like, hey, we know that you've had an hour with each client, but we also realized that we can get double the business if we cut the time that you have with each client down from an hour into a half hour. Every person in that room including upper management was like this is a terrible idea but they move forward with it anyway and then eventually the 30 minutes got cut down to 20, the expectations that you had to do on each call, the list got bigger. I remember I kept trying to go faster and faster, but it was literally impossible to do what they were asking me to do. And so I found myself feeling like I was constantly failing, like I was not enough and I was being so hard on myself and the people that I was working with, I looked around and they were being hard on themselves and all of us were just stuck in this perpetual, cycle of being told that we should be able to do what we need to do faster, even though what we needed to do was literally impossible to do as in the time allotted. And it really did feel like that cycle of abuse.
1: Yeah, right. So we have these bullies in our life, or in our society, in your case, the upper management was your bully, they bully you, and then you bully yourself. And that's what happens. We get bullied and then we bully ourselves. So we live in a fast-paced society and that fast pace bullies us, makes us feel bad about ourselves. And actually what's right is that every single person has their own healthy organic pace. One of the main things about healing trauma is finding and reestablishing your own healthy pace so that you were forced to do these wellness coaching sessions in a fast-paced way was traumatizing for you and probably traumatizing for your clients. I mean, in my one-on-one sessions, I don't time them. I follow what's called the healing wave. You begin, there's an expansion, then there's a stasis, then there's a natural contraction, and the healing has a natural end. It's like a symphony with a crescendo, and then it comes to a natural close again. And that can take two to three hours. And I'm specifically working with pacing and helping people find that. So I found, yeah, I can't do that in a half an hour to an hour session. That's not gonna work. You need to allow yourself the opportunity to go slower than you are because we know that everything's happening too fast in your life and we know you will benefit from slowing down. There's no doubt. We found this amazing British study from the University of Cambridge and the University of Salford that followed 71,000 people over a nine-year period. And they found that not 40 hours a week, but eight hours a week is the optimal time for us to work.
0: (laughs) I feel so validated.
1: I feel utterly and completely validated and vindicated as well. You know, I've been very successful in my trauma healing practice, and recently I was getting too full. I had too much on my plate, and I don't work all that much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my healing practice is full, but in a way that, that I liked it, and then it was just too much. I was doing too much and so I told the universe that I needed a little break and over half of my clients went on vacation this month. (laughs) So I've barely worked this month at all. I've had all of this space for my own mental health and this study shows that the risk of mental health problems decreased by 30% and that if you worked more than eight hours a week, it provided
0: no additional boost to your mental health and that's that's 71 000 people over a nine-year period this was no light study you all
1: should really look this up the statistics are incredible and you know here at casey and i are two women who love what we do for a living like we're passionate about it if i was a billionaire i would still be holding women's circles so in alignment with what i do and even for me, I needed to slow the fuck down.
0: Well, and I think that, you know, when I hear you say that too, um, you know, what naturally comes up is, oh, there's no way that could work or that's impossible. And I thought the same thing. And then, you know, over the past four years, I have taken courses and joined women's entrepreneurial groups. And so my Facebook feed is just like full (laughs) of, of female entrepreneurs, specifically ones that focus on quality of life and enjoying their business and not burning out and these women on on a daily basis I see posts about women who work less than 20 hours a week and are making six figures and they're loving their life and they're happy and I'm like wow like this is actual reality this isn't just a it sounds nice this is actual reality for these
1: people so part of what this study illuminates that if people worked less more people could work, meaning that if you work less hours, it will take five times the amount of people to do that job. So there would no longer be people that were unemployed because there would be enough work to be had by all. And we know that one of the biggest problems in our society and one of the biggest stressors is poverty. And I lived in poverty for much of my life where I struggled to keep a roof over my head and to keep fed, I barely kept fed. And there are millions of people in an even worse situation than I was in. So we live in this super fast-paced society that doesn't hold well-being as a value. And like I did, millions of people fall through the cracks and struggle with a life of poverty. But we know that ultimately, slowing down isn't just for the privileged elite few or the 1%. We know that slowing down helps mental health, physical health, and ultimately societal health. But we have a long way to go on restructuring the way our social systems work so that there is true racial and income equality. That task seems daunting and almost impossible, but I'm never gonna stop trying and doing my part to help people heal their trauma, become healthier, and become more prosperous. It is an inside and an outside job, and we're never gonna get there unless we let go of our fast-paced, unhealthy lifestyles and embrace a life of slowing down. As
0: a healthy sensuality coach, I see again and again that slowing down helps you connect with your body so you can form a healthier, more loving relationship with it. So one of the first things that I do with every client on every call is check in and see, are your basic biological needs met. Are you breathing right? Are you hydrated? Are you fed? Are you rested? And have you moved today? And those seem really simple and basic. And I have yet to meet a person who hasn't been conditioned to bypass those needs in order to achieve or accomplish something. I remember when I was a teacher, I had one period of a lunch break to do everything that I needed to do. And in that one period, I had students coming in and out of my classroom. I had extra duties and I was lucky if I got to have three minutes to eat lunch and I was even luckier if I got to go to the bathroom twice in one day. So most days I just ended up shoving food in my face as quickly as possible and then not peeing and holding my pee for most of the day, which is extremely unhealthy. And of course, with a schedule that is that jam packed, it does not allow for proper breathing. And so without me even knowing it, I was bypassing my basic biological needs And why that's dangerous or why that's unhealthy is because when those needs aren't met, everything else that I'm trying to do is just harder. Yeah, you can't think as well. Science proves that if you're
1: not properly breathing, not properly fed, brain function goes down and stress levels go up. So you're not as productive or efficient. So there's a lot of studies that show that efficiency and productivity goes up when you give yourself time to be slow, do nothing, I call them B-breaks, building in B-breaks during your day. And three minutes is not enough to take care of your biological needs and teachers aren't paid enough.
0: Right, yes. It's wild because now I've trained myself to go throughout my day and the second that I start to feel overwhelmed or stressed or some type of elevated emotion, I immediately am like, breathe. (sighs) Are my biological needs met? And nine times out of 10, one of them isn't, I need it, and then whatever I was worried about isn't even a problem anymore. Or I can move forward and I can handle it just fine because the truth is it wasn't that it was too overwhelming or that it was too hard. It was that I was freaking hungry.
1: Exactly. In the work I do with helping people overcome trauma and regulate their nervous system, we have breath and body check-ins all the time. There are two of the steps of being calm and centered and being able to regulate your nervous system. And I'd say, gosh, there might be a small handful of people on this planet that are regularly walking around with healthy, regulated nervous systems. We're just so screwed up from trying to go too fast.
0: But there's hope because last year around this time, two women created a podcast called Slow the F Down Show. (laughs) And they shared all the ways in which they sucked at slowing the f down and have 22 episodes worth of stories skills and songs to help you slow the f down
1: in a world in a world
0: where people slow the f down everybody
1: is so much happier We're coming back with season three though, aren't we, Casey? We sure are, and we're gonna have
0: interviews.
1: We're gonna have interviews with celebrities and amazing people, and story, skills, and
0: songs. Hey, Slowdown fans. If you're ready to infuse your daily life with more joy, pleasure, and presence, tap into the wisdom of yourself and make decisions from a place of deep knowing rather than relying on outside influences. If you're ready to love yourself more and show up for your body, I would love to help you with that. You can go to my website, sensualitycoaching.com and schedule a free private consultation. That's sensualitycoaching.com.
1: And if you're ready to release the trauma built up inside your cells and your mind, Our nonlinear movement method classes are the second and third Saturdays of every month. So you can join us and get a shower for yourselves so you can feel clean and free inside yourself, make deeper contact with your body, create more love for yourself. And it's a really powerful system for conscious manifestation. Just go to thehappywomanacademy.com slash NLMM. Class. That's the happywomanacademy.com slash NLMM class. And now a word from our sponsor and then slow down skills.
0: Hey, slow down fans, it's me, Mother Nature. Sometimes it's cool to go fast, but I've got no problem with taking it slow. I've been slowly evolving over the past four and a half billion years and I'm still growing. So take it from me, be patient with yourself while you're learning how to slow down. Personal growth takes time.
1: Thank you, Mother Nature. Slow down fans, Casey and I understand that slowing down or even the thought of slowing down can make anxiety well up. And even though you don't like it, you grow accustomed to the pressure you feel inside from being so hypercharged but we know that you might feel trapped in your own skin and life. So today's slowdown skill will give you an easy inroad to slowing down that won't be
0: so triggering. Our slowdown skill is to simply become aware that you're going too fast. For me, I know that I'm going too fast when I start losing my cell phone every five minutes <laughs> and forgetting shit. Like when I get somewhere and I don't remember how I got there, I'm like, mm,
1: I'm going too fast. <laughs> I know I'm going too fast when my shoulders are up by my ears <laughs> and there's this tension in my shoulders and in my abdomen, like I'm clenching my abdomen. So the easiest way to start to slow yourself down is to notice how you feel or what you do when you're going too fast. And then once you notice it, give yourself three deep breaths and unclench wherever you're holding on or you're tense or you're tight. Just give yourself that slow down moment to reset yourself, find your healthy pace and go forward without rushing and pushing yourself so hard.
0: And let us know how this goes for you. We love hearing from you. You can comment on our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show. And now for our slow down playlist. Elizabeth, what's your slow down song?
1: My slow down song is something I found on YouTube and it's called stop overthinking, slow down an overactive mind, calm down and relax, meditation. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, we're going to have the link to this on our Facebook page for you. (laughs) And it's really, really soothing. And one of the best things and why I wanted to put this as my slowdown song today is I have never in my life read such positive comments on YouTube. Mm. I just scrolled and scrolled, which I normally avoid doing, but I saw the first one there and it was so positive and I kept going and it's like people are trying to out positive each other. It's so uplifting and beautiful. So if you're going too fast and need help slowing down, that's why we give you these slowdown songs. And this one is specifically formulated for that. Casey, what's your slowdown song this week?
0: My slowdown song is Otis Redding. Sitting on the dock of the bay. I think that's one of the most popular slowdown songs there is. I used to sit in my car and just like sing different versions of that song when I lived in my old place. And it was just so fun. It was fun, but it was also so soothing. I, I just, there's something about it. Beautiful.
1: And our slowdown fan, my man, Dale Thomas Vaughn, his slowdown song is from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, and it's the ship song from the Abattoir Blues Tour, and it is cool AF. We are huge Nick Cave fans, so we're going to have all these songs up there for you on our Facebook
0: page, Slow the F Down Show. And Dale gets an extra special thanks because he also is our Slow the F Down tech support. We're very grateful to Dale for helping us make this show. Normally, we talk about our favorite part of the show right now, but since today's episode is extra special because it's our season two finale, we thought we would share some of your favorite parts of the show. Slow the F Down show resonates so much with Monica and her friends that they listen to it together And practice the skills afterwards anna's grateful she learned that toxicity within herself attracts toxic relationships ben loves that we nerd out with facts and tools that he can use and michael loves how authentic we are
1: josephina says please keep doing your show when it's not talked about and normalized many of us are left feeling like damaged goods broken wounded and like we can never fully heal i've never heard people be as honest as you are about real life problems. And a group of Green Berets listens and likes our show because, and I quote, it's not crunchy bullshit, it's real stuff that actually works. My heart is so full that we are helping people in the military and that we have a military following just absolutely warms my heart. So be sure to catch up on seasons one and two and listen to your favorite episodes again. And we will be back soon with season three, including interviews with celebrities and awesome people to help you regulate your nervous system, slow down, love yourself more, and enjoy your one precious life.
0: If you love our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. You have no idea how much this helps us. Remember, Elizabeth and I offer one-on-one sessions. Go to SlowTheFDownShow.com and schedule your free consultation.